Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's, let's get right to it. Well, hey, everybody. It's Gary Tangway along with Bob Ryan. It is the Bob Ryan, Gary Tangway podcast. We are driven by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Networks. How about these NFL playoffs, man? It is something else. It is time to get on on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. What a game that Green Bay game was. Mm. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Okay, so I want to get to the Celtics-Denver game on Friday night. And I'll start with a question. Was it a moral victory? The Celtics lost 102 to 100. Uh, was it a moral victory for Boston? Uh, no, that's not my personal idea of what a moral victory is. Uh, but it was a not a damaging loss, for sure. Uh, number one, you need a loss. You don't want to go 41-0 going into the playoffs. None, none could be more frightening than that. So that's good. We got the loss out of the way. Right. I'm not facetious. I'm serious. Um, that's the way I think. Not everybody agrees with that no, line. No, I know. Well, look what happened with the Patriots. I mean, not everybody agrees with that line of thinking, but I have I subscribe to it. Yeah. Uh, all right. <clears throat> well, number two, uh, you lost to a very good team. I have no no problem. The two great players were phenomenal. You know, at one point in that game, <clears throat> Jokic and and Murray were twenty six for thirty four between them, and. Jokic doing it his way, his, his, his I'm going at my pace and you can't stop me going from wherever I want to go at whatever pace I choose. And Murray, just like every great guard we've ever seen, having a, a night making all kinds of shots. Um, and he's at the peak of his game, the, the, that's for sure. And, and um, uh, no, I don't mind losing to them. Uh, I mean, mine. I would have I would have been much more upset losing the, the team, you know, an inferior team. Uh, but there were things that were there and and and. And like a, and once the game was over, uh, I get an email from a, a, a fan who was I, I, I agreed with. The last 13, four, four seconds were a disaster. And and this last couple of minutes weren't good. They didn't. And they, they this is the, the the one remaining. Yeah. But about Joe Mazzola's stewardship of this team is that they aren't good in those situations. They, they don't not. have a, a enough of a, of a reliable plan. Uh, and uh, they, they, that was utterly helter skelter coming out of that timeout at 13. Now, granted, 
Denver had the advantage of having the foul to give. And Celtics knew that. And they had to factor that in. And they did. And they wound up getting the ball back with four seconds to go as a result. But um, that's the big thing that I take away from that. Uh, but in general terms, if, you know, it, it took a, a tremendous effort by two all-star players to beat them. And uh, uh, so I don't feel hard, hard about it. It was a great game. It was. I mean, it was a great game to watch. The Celtics did not play great. But it was a great game to watch. I want to talk about the final two minutes. And because I have a lot of problems with this. I, in games like this, I turn into a fan and I lose my objectivity. And I always go, well, oh, hell, damn it. Why didn't we win the game? We had the lead. You know, and of course, a lead against Denver means nothing. Uh, I remember during the Paul Pierce era where they would rely on him too much. And sometimes at the end of the day, it was just a problem. Now, when Garnett came on board, you started to pass the ball a little bit, move the ball around. Ray could hit a, you know, a game winner and so forth. But what I saw in the first half was the Celtics were overpassing to me. They were overpassing the ball. And that's something I saw with the 08 team early on. And then you mentioned in the fourth quarter, I'm like, okay, now where's the ball distribution? Now you've got you've got five guys on the floor that can win the game for you. Mm -hmm. Where's the ball distribution? Right? So yeah. they go to Tatum, and I get it. I mean, he's your best player, but you got to do better than that. I mean, we've seen it. And that's what frustrates me, Bob, about the mentality of the NBA. And it's not just here. You'll see him in the first three quarters play so well. And in that fourth quarter, they go to ISO ball. And I go, why? Why? And it's, there were several times that they were searching out the best three, worrying instead of worrying about well, getting a basket. Well, and, and, okay. And yes. that point, you know, three okay. would have won the game, two would have tied the game. I'll take the two. And, uh, uh, and I wonder, I just know, I don't know. I'm not at practice. I, I'm not involved. Right. I have no idea. I don't know if any writer knows, frankly, because they don't get to go to practice until they're shooting free throws at the end. They don't, they don't know the inner workings of the team the way I was privileged to do 50, literally 50 years ago. Go to practice every day, know the numbers plays, know every play, know who's supposed to do what. Uh, I, I, have, I don't see plays anymore with teams. You know, the Celtics would come out of a timeout. They run the 14 play for Nelly. I'm serious. They run the six play. They'd run at the one uh, A one. They'd run the plays, and uh, um, I don't know if these guys, in, in those moments, if they go in the huddle and they say, "All right, we're going to run the six play. We're going to run the eight play. We're going to run Zoom, whatever we want to call it," uh, or, or whether they just, you know, I don't know what they do, but it doesn't appear that they run plays. I'm not not just the Boston Celtics, by the way. This is the NBA. Well, well I mean, we we saw that with. Um, I think we saw that. Well, I don't know if it was so much with Doc with that crew. Um, but with Brad, he would write up a play and they wouldn't run it. It appeared to be that Brad, yeah, he got known for having being good coming out of a timeout. And, yeah. and he got he, he got a reputation for that. So and I don't know how much, you know, I I, I don't. So it, it's I mean, something. Doc, even Doc has said with other teams, I'll call a play and they don't run it. I'd that like I to know. be. I don't know. I don't think it was with Garnett, but with other teams, I'll call a play and they don't run it. Well, I mean, you so know? this this is something, you know, that. This is a, a a flaw that they have. There's no it doubt. Is. And it's when you get into the, and listen, when you get into the finals facing Denver, that's an issue. Now here's the other issue that you touched upon. From three from three Friday night, fourteen for forty four. There were two times the Celtics I counted had four or five offensive rebounds in a row. Yeah, and they didn't convert. 
They did not convert. This team, when the three isn't falling, has to learn to go to the basket. They have to learn to go to the That's basket. A and B, they now have a 7-3 presence who can score low. Thank you. And, 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 and he, who, by the way, scored the first 11 points of the game, had 15 in the first quarter and 19 at the half and two in the second half and didn't get the ball. And um, so, uh, although granted, he hit his first threes at 7-3 to start the game, but he also did other stuff. Um, they they have to remember now they have that asset that's what should be a, a that's a very and you made you made a good point they they can put five guys on the floor all of whom were very capable of making the the needed shot and 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 actually seven when if you thought if you had either hauser or pritchard out there so um you know th- th- this is i mean it's, it's not panic it's annoying oh no um, it's just frustrating because i thought they were going to win the game yeah i they, i'm they, fanboy bob i'm fanboy no that's okay uh no i want to speak to your point about I'm thinking during that game, uh, often at moments, because I'm a staunch defender of the sanctity of the regular season. I refuse to succumb to the 20, late 20, early first 21st century talk show-driven dialogue that the only thing that matters is playoffs. And you judge everybody by rings. You judge everybody by playoffs. Right. And, and, you, and you put down the regular season. I don't care what sport we're talking about, uh, except that you can bet on it. Well, uh, that game was proof that that there's a reason why people play their pay their big money to go to a regular season game uh, when you've got a really good team, which we have, that's entertaining. And that game was worth the price of admission. That that game was worth the price of two admissions. That's no the question. It was a that, great that, that shows game. These great oh, well, athletes playing I mean, at a high we've, level. We've talked about it. <clears throat> because of the balance of the league and because of the other players like the OKCs and the Indianas, and I know Halliburton got her, you know, all of that, you turn on an NBA, you could pretty much find a good game every night. So I agree with you. These are tremendous players and they're doing doing great things. Uh, and, and they you know they are the best at their at, at their trade in the world. And 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 yeah, I mean, I just get angry when people put down a regular season uh, because the fact is that that uh, if you 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 got to have reason for fans to have a something where you just can't. The sit only around. argument, the only time I will lend credence to that argument is the NHL <laughs> and I'm not a hockey guy but man I used to talk to Felger I go it's like December whatever and they're going, eh, 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 icing. I'm going wake me when the playoffs come because <laughs> well there's a I look I've been covered the NBA extensively you know back in the day and uh, and and knowing what a, a dreary February night can be at time there there you there's a period of time when sure. it's not but but it even then, a, a great game could break out, and and I'm I'm just saying that uh, I, I, the regular season does matter, uh, and and the regular season is the fans deserve a show, and boy did they get one the other night, a really really good show. Uh, by the way, talk about uh, isn't Jokic amazing? Uh, I mean, he just moves, and <laughs> never pace. He, he has one, he gets wherever he wants to go, <laughs> and he has that nice little tippy toe. You know, uh, it's not a jump shot; it's a I don't know what you call it. You know, it's a European flip or whatever the hell, you know, he's got. But, um, uh, yeah, he's a he, he's a treasure. Did you see uh, on Twitter, by the way, uh, go follow Bob Ryan and was Celtics at CLNS, CLNS. Um, our, our our leader, Nick, put together a great comparison when you talked about Bird and Jokic. You yes. saw it on Twitter. Yes. And you saw, like, the Bird passes and the Jokic passes. Yes. And it was fabulous. Yeah, well, the over-the-head particularly. And and uh, uh, absolutely. And, and uh no, they they know where they the thing of Larry Larry knew where people ought to be. He, he the smart players 
and he could throw to spots like a football guy, a football coach, a quarterback, throwing a ball to a spot, not to the receiver. And Larry could do that with guys that he trusted. And and uh, you know that was, we could never exaggerate how how smart that that group group of guys were on the floor. And, okay. You know, now another thing I want to get to about Friday night's game that concerned me. I want to talk about Jamal Murray. I think Jamal Murray is one of the most underrated players in the NBA because he plays with Jokic. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think he's often forgotten. And you could say one, one A. I am I am not going to say one and two. I mean, Murray's a one. I mean, not a position. I mean, not a center, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jokic, I get it, is the guy. But Murray's pretty damn close. And I was in awe of the way he played because I felt, well, Jokic is going to get his 35. He gets to where he's going to go. Murray, that in that game, Friday night against the Celtics, said, okay, these guys aren't beating us. He kept them in the game. Oh, God. And he's such a wonderful player. I'm sure they wouldn't need want to trade him for any guard in the league. No way. I mean, and there's some great guards. I mean, you know, the, the Hal Burton is having a great year. Lillard, uh, 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 all the all those guys are having great years, a lot of them. But nobody's having a better year than uh, – nobody's any better. And that's GA. All right, now he's the new gold standard almost. Oh, well, yeah, I understand. But, but they still wouldn't trade him. They, they would, well, not on this team because he's the perfect complement. Obviously, there's no oh. ego between the two. Um, you know, we, 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 we heard Murray speak about his teammate who lost his, his coach – the assistant coach with Golden yes. State, who passed away in his sleep, who had coached yes. um, Jokic in Serbia. And Murray spoke eloquently about that, how this they were so close. I mean, we all know chemistry, Bob. You know, there's only one ball. And, By the uh, way, if, if we play that, my Bob Ryan's U.S. versus international all-star game, Murray is starting guard on the other team. Canada? He's a Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean... I'm a huge I'm a huge fan, and I just don't think he get because they Jokic. I get it, but I'm sitting there and I'm watching this game and I'm going. And, and you're right about the five guys, right? I mean, the Celtics need to distribute the ball at the end of the game, but I'm thinking, okay, Tatum and Brown, and Tatum and Brown had bad shooting nights. I'm not going to fall off the cliff. It happens. Oh. I think I thought they shot too many threes. We've talked about how they need to get to the basket and use Porzingis in those situations, but. Boy, I looked at Tatum and Brown in that game, and then I saw Murray and Jokic, and I thought to myself, Jason and Jalen, you you still got a ways to go. <laughs> you got a little bit. You're there. You know, you're almost there, but not yet. That's kind of what I took from the game. Well, uh, well, uh, the ultimate takeaway that we have is you wouldn't mind seeing that as a rematch in, in May. Oh, in June, excuse it'd me. It'd be tremendous. You wouldn't I mind mean, seeing that. Well, and, and, and then you could look like if you want to go for the Celtics, you know, and I'm sure, um, you know, a, a Celtic fan or if you want to be optimistic and not frustrated like me, because I, I'm so demanding of this team. I expect a lot of this team. Mm -hmm. This is it. No more excuses. Oh, it's an out team. This is it. I mean, this is no more excuses. You guys got the tools. But you can say, look, OK, Jalen and Jay, the, the two Jays had a bad shooting night and they still almost won. Yeah, they lost by two. They lost by two. And they could have won at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they could they almost, thought, you know, so while Tangway is getting a little frustrated, um, <laughs> you know, still, uh, it, it, you, you could say that Murray and Jokic had to have great nights and combine for 70 points to barely win when the Celtics didn't shoot well. So the NFL season is wrapping up and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. 
Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, by the way, our boys have a, an interesting stretch coming up. Uh, fill me in. Well, they got three road games this week. Now, at Houston, uh, who are, by the way, we're going to talk about home road in a minute. Uh, Houston, uh, at home, is 16-6, and six, by the way. Okay? Uh, at Dallas, not a day in the beach. And at Miami, we know how much we respect Miami. So that's a that's a... I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'll take two out of three. I'll 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 I'll, right. I'll, I'll, be, I'll take two out of three. Then they have a five-game homestand. Five-game homestands that we, we are, which is the Clippers who are playing well. They are they have found themselves, and the Harden thing is now working out better than we thought it would. Uh, New Orleans, who are respectable. That all depends, of course, if you know who is in the lineup because he's right. he's always hurt. And then Indiana, and we we. We can testify. They yeah, can testify that'll be a game. What, what Indiana can be. Uh, a team from Los Angeles called the Lakers, I believe they're called. Well, Los LeBron's going to show up for that one. And finally, Memphis. Okay, they're, they're, they've got problems. They're, they got injury well, yeah, problems. They got they're they're not what they were. That Laker game, see, the Lakers are struggling. They're on eighth spot right now, but you know LeBron's oh. showing up for that one. Oh, LeBron, LeBron is, it's already got what's circled. Now, you know what that one's circled on his calendar. I agree. You know that. And, uh, so I mean, so it's a that's a stretch that takes us uh, two weeks. Now, so Bob, you're, what you're saying is from this Denver game. Now the monkey is off their back, if you will, and 
does the pressure of, of not losing at home will help? I I just think they don't have that. That's a, a, a thing that would hang out there all year. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's just me, and maybe not. They never entered any of their minds, and they and they always, of course, they're the athletes. They go into every game thinking they're going to win. That's the way they're bred. That's the way they're taught. That's the way they're supposed to. The rhetoric they're supposed to give us. We're never going to a game where we don't think we're going to win. All right, fine. But I just that I just want to have that pressure. They weren't going to go forty-one and zero, but right. let, let's get this. Let's get this out of the way. They lost the game to a very good team. It's no disgrace, and and uh, you know we we've talked about what we don't like, and and it's it's coachable it's verified it's, it's rectifiable and and we move on so uh that's that but uh uh you know I, I, okay you and i were talking the other day we're talking about i, I i'm curious about uh their the home road in this league this year and uh uh i looked up the records of what the home and away records were for each of the celtics uh 17 championship teams seasons now keep in mind that until 1974, uh, there were a bunch of neutrals, okay, new at games. Uh, and people will love this. In 56, 57, when they won their first championship, home 24 and 4, away 11 and 18. Really? Neutral 9 and 6. <laughs> okay. Uh, then they started the dominance in 59, 60, 25 and 2 at home, 24 and 9 away. 10 and five neutral. Uh, and oh, we go all the way up. And of course, the, the, the you guys, it was the 72, 73 team that won 68 games did not win a championship because Halachek got hurt. We're 33 and six at home. And are you ready for this? 32 and eight on the road. Wow. How's that, ladies and gentlemen? Now, our 07 08 team, our last championship team, 35 and six at home, 31 and 10 on the road. They were, that was a, that's greatness. That is, coming every night to play that is that is a test that is exemplary that is the most road games uh that they have won uh since the team that i just told you about 72 73 yeah hondo's doing hondo got hurt right so that's a standard this team right now is 20 and 1 at home and 12 and 9 on the road and they're in a uh, which is yeah they're in a cluster there's nobody is you know who's got the most road wins right now a tie between minnesota and okc as we speak That's as we speak they've got thir- they've got 13 they're 13 and 9 minnesota 13 and 8 or uh, okc uh <laughs> the celtics philadelphia Knicks, and miami all have 12 road wins okay uh new orleans has 12 road wins they're thir- they're they're interesting they're 13 and 9 at home and 12 and 9 on the road so that's respectable for them um uh, there we go. And of course, I love the symmetry, though, of Detroit. Their symmetry is beautiful. They're 2-19 and 19 at home and 2-19 and 19 on the road. So they're very well balanced. Uh, on the <laughs> but anyway, what I'm saying is, this is not a great road team yet. Uh, well, it sounds like the, the, the league is not. The league is not a great road team. It, 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 it's a lot of 500-ish, or a little around it. Yeah, but, well, there's too many excuses, Bob, in my opinion, to sound like an old man here. There's too many excuses. We're on the road. It's the second night of a back-to-back. We're on the road. Oh, yeah. Some guys sit. Load management. Oh, God. Load management has an impact on it, you know? So I, I agree. I think there's there's sort of an excuse for being on the road, which didn't but, exist in years I, past. I, I'll tell you, I just think that you we we really need to look back I and appreciate how good 0708 that team was. And and I know that Doc, I, and I look this up, and it's it's – 
I know this sounds like an outlandish statement, but I really believe it. You can make a case that out of 82 games, they were out of one game all year, out of, where there right. was not a chance with the fourth, with, in, in a, they were going to win that game in, in the fourth quarter. They lost a game at home to Miami in December of 07 by 18. And, and that was the one game. Every other loss was salvageable. Every other one was conceivable that they could have found a way to win the game. They weren't blown out. And, and then, of course, they were uh, 35 and 6 at home. Uh, you, you, so we got to really salute, you know, in the history of the Celtics, and, you know, we all glorify, you know, I all, my, my generation glorifies the 50s and, and, the, and 60s guys and the 70s guys and, and all the great names. But you've got to give that big three, that Garnett, Pierce, Allen crew, uh, that was a tr- just a, a season for the ages. They're really a wonderful Absolutely. Year. How about that 86 season when they lost one? Oh, yeah, 86. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, 85, they were 41 at home, 27 and 14 on the road. Really? Which very much in keeping. Uh, the year before, they were 29 and 12 on the road. And they huh. made 84, when they won in 84. When they won in 84. They yeah. were 33 and 8 at home. They were 62 and 20. They went 33 and 8 at home, 29 and 12 on the road. Uh, 27 and 14 and 80, 81, Bird, the Bird's first championship. Uh, and there we go. So a lot of another good year, 64, 65, or 27 and 11. But the neutrals blow my mind. You know, the people today won't understand. Here's how many new they played 15 neutral games in 57, 14 and 59, 15 and 60. And that was what, like Augusta, Maine, Providence, Rhode Island. And and then, uh, yeah, but the double headers, the double headers, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore. Oh, right. We, we hosted double headers all the, you know, we were one of the double header cities. You know, um, one of my favorite nights ever in the garden uh, for, for history. And, and uh, is that the 76ers were playing the Sonics in the first game of a doubleheader, and and uh, Wilt went for 52, which is no big deal for Wilt, you know. Uh, but he, he also missed 22 free throws, which is the record. He was eight for 30, and he still had 52 points. Because he went out with Russell. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you no, know, yeah, doublehead, doubleheaders were, were that's the Did way. Did you say the part. Sonics? Yeah, the, the expansion Supersonics. What was their first year? 66. 66, 67. This was okay. in December 1st, 1966. Okay. Went for 22 field goals, eight free throws, eight out of 30 from the, from the, from the, I didn't know this. I thought the Sonics came in later than that. Yeah. Um, our good friend, Willie McDonough, the late great, his son, Ryan McDonough, we know has had a, an esteemed basketball career as a manager yeah. with the Celtics and with the, the, the uh, Phoenix Suns. But on NBA.com, I thought it was very interesting because they, they teed him up for a question. And this is where headlines kill me. <laughs> the headline was on NBA.com, and I'm paraphrasing, like, what can the Lakers and Suns do at the trade deadline? So I went, this looks interesting. Oh, it's Ryan. Okay, we all know Ryan. Okay, what's he got? And Ryan basically kind of said, and I'm sure, like, I don't know if Ryan, Ryan was like, not much. <laughs> but he spelled it out. I mean, you guys should really watch. He spelled it out. He went through all the players on the Suns. He knew all the salaries on the Suns. He knew all the salaries on the Lakers. <clears throat> and because both teams are so top heavy, yeah, they can't do a lot. So the question is, have the Lakers and the Suns shown you how not to do it? Well, this is a risky run when you, you know, this it, it, it's not endemic to those two teams or to this sport. But, you know, pay, putting too much money or excessive amount of money in the hands of too few people, whether you're talking about a, a pitching staff or you're talking about a, a, a defensive line or whether you're talking about a, 
the first line in hockey. You know, uh, you great. You have to really be careful. This is why judicious general managing in that regard is and cost effective uh, approaches are are important. Yeah, I understand. The Suns are clearly. I mean, I, I, I've been saying all year. Once you get past Booker, who by the way had fifty two points the other night, uh, and and Beal and Durant. Uh, many of those bench guys are in the federal witness protection program for basketball players. You know, right. how are these guys? They're, they're not deep at all. There's no question. They are totally dependent on those three guys uh, and to, to a disproportionate degree. The Lakers, even with the two guys playing well, not many nights lately that, that AD is having a big year. You notice they, nobody's talking about it. AD is putting up numbers all the time, every night. And, and, and LeBron is still capable of putting up big numbers. And then after that, you draw a line. Who's going to step up next? Who's the next? Who's the third guy? You know, and and uh, uh, it's uh, yeah. There, I, the answer is yeah. I understand. This is a risk. You run that risk, and uh, um, and and then you have guys that, and I'll give Tom Brady. He was. It's documented. You know, guys that understand the big picture and don't right. aren't greedy, right? And, and, and want to be paid, but fairly, and they want to win, and they understand that I don't need to take all all the money. I I we I need teammates, and uh, this so. You know, he he proved. You know, he he set the standard, and I don't know how many superstars are, are, are even close to that. Well, yeah, or you have to have owners like Golden State when they had KD. I mean, that the Golden State owner was more than willing to go over the cap and pay all the fines, and but it's an exorbitant fine. You know, I mean, it's a lot of money. Um, no. So it's going to be interesting. The way I look at those two teams is if they're healthy at playoff time, we'll see what happens. Yeah, right. Well, this the West is gone. Oh, yeah, it's gone. That's true. That's true. But I'm just watching the Lakers. Uh, uh, I mean, not watching them, but you know, following yeah. them are, uh, uh, you know, it just seems that every night it's just those two guys. And then you don't know who, who the rotating third guy is, you know, so, uh, you know, that's that's the team they have. But that's a very astute. Uh, Ryan, uh, Hingham Mass's own, Ryan McDonough. Yeah, son. check it. It's on NBA.com right now. He did. He breaks it down and he, um, he, he I, I, I mean, I can't even try to replicate what he oh, By the way, uh, since you spoke up, broke up, brought up Ryan, uh, Earlier, the month of January was the 20th anniversary of his father's death. Really? And, uh, and uh, Will, uh, so that's a very quick 20 years in my mind. It's hard for me to believe it's been 20 years. I, you know, we we deal in a lot of superlatives and a lot of uh, uh, big statements in life and, and all rocks and this never this and never that and you know, there's never going to be anything like Will McDonough in, in, in Boston sports journalism. That there was a, oh, no. a certain uh, uh, entree ability that he had that none of us have ever had. That there's something that he uh, he he connected with those jocks, and and I mean whether they were players, coaches, or front office people, in a way that no writer in my 55 year experience with in Boston uh, journalism has ever done. And and I, and uh, you know he was remarkable. I'm just glad he he played for our team. I hate to have played against him if I were the Herald or, or the Ledger or anybody else. I'll tell you that. So uh, I, so I, my thoughts go out to. Uh, Ryan and his and his family, you know, with the voice. Well, the Will McDonough story that I love is, and I, I, it was either you or Shaughnessy. I mean, all all of, I mean, that globe back when people went into the office. Yeah, you know, you McMullen, Shaughnessy, Ryan, um, uh, 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 McDonough, yeah, Lay Montville. You know, uh, the list goes on and on. You know, Franny Rosa, Kevin Paul Dupont. You know, Borgi. I mean, all you guys. You know, well, the you know the phone would ring, and it would be like you know, Al Davis, and he'd say, you know, hang on, you know, I'm talking to Red, you know, I mean, <laughs> tell oh. tell Al, 
You know, my, tell Al I gotta go. I tell Al I'll call him back. I'm talking to Red. My cubicle was next to his for many years. And my favorite part of the year was when the playoffs came in football. And Willie always did a preview stories, or pre, you know, on, on the yeah. teams that were in the playoffs. And he did it by calling up the general managers of players, teams that played against them to get their evaluation. And he could use it among other things. He, and, 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 and I could still hear him with guys. He got a phone. You know, you talk about Al Davis. I'll give you another Al Davis story in a minute. Uh, and it's, hey, how's that juggernaut of yours? You know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and he, he, oh, I love to hear in the one. I only heard the one side of the conversations, but they were priceless to hear. You know, sure. also, I, <laughs> I heard him one day. You know, he didn't get along with Billy Sullivan at all. And Billy, they they hated him. Right. And and I actually heard this out of uh, uh, one day when when he said to Billy Sullivan on the phone. He said, when you die, I'm going to be in the long list of people waiting to stand and piss on your grave. <laughs> so, uh, but that was one thing. That one aspect. Al David, when I first, in 1976, I was covering the baseball meetings in Los Angeles and the Celtics, I mean, the Patriots were playing the famous game against the Raiders in Oakland. And, oh, wow. and I was sent up to cover, to do a sidebar. I hadn't been to a game all year. I had not been to a game. To cover was, a game. was that the one where Millen hit Sullivan? No, that's the one. That's, oh, that's the seventy. That was passer. That's yeah, the yeah. Ben Jones game. Yeah. So, so uh, I had to get Al Davis uh, for a preview story or something. I and anyway, my entree was uh, to uh, the secretary. Uh, I'm a friend of Will McDonough's, and Al uh, picked up the phone right away. Oh yeah. I was a friend of Will McDonough's. That was that. That was all the only entree that I needed with Al Davis. But but he was friendly with. I mean, he played back and forth with Red. He he was very friendly with Joe Cronin. It was very, right. I mean, and of course, uh, Parcells, they were like, uh, you oh, know. yeah, they were buddies. Yeah. They, I mean, they uh, worked together. well, I mean, you could go back to, and we're getting off the NBA topic. Yeah, we are. Here. That's all right. I'll say one more thing. You, you know, maybe this is an overstatement. I don't know. The success of the AFL and the success of pro football in general had a lot to do with Will. Well, I think because of, I mean, he was the first real pundit that would come out. I mean, you know, on well, first of all, he made all you guys a lot of money by being on TV first. <laughs> okay, you know, by going on the NBC thing. But like, well, or like the the AFL. I mean, I would think, you know, like he was tight with Davis and stuff. And I had heard he had job offers to go to work for teams. But, you know, I wasn't around then. But you know, to have somebody about Willie in an AFL city, I would have thought was very beneficial to the to the conference sure to the league. Yeah, I'm sure it was. No, he was. He had he had a, a clout that extended definitely had tentacles. No question. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So, anyways, Ryan, check it out on NBA.com. Um, yeah, Ryan spells that out for. Okay, final question, final thing here. Um, Udonis Haslam had his number forty retired by the Miami Heat. Now, Udonis Haslam averaged seven point six points per game, six point six rebounds per game. I love the fact that this guy's number is being retired. Now, people in Boston or elsewhere have, have said that the Celtics should be criticized by having so many numbers up there, right? And I understand it. I mean, I see the point. But when I saw Haslam, I was like, good for them. It reminded me of Nelly's number going up. Somewhere, big Jim Luskatoff is smiling. You know, I just thought it was a good gesture by the Heat. Udonis Haslam spent his entire NBA career in Miami. It began in 03 04. After his first year out of college, he went to France. Since 2014-15, since then, at age 34, here is his games per year played. Are you ready? 
37, 16, 14, 10, 4, 1, 13, and 7. They kept him in uniform as a 12th man for eight years because of his contribution off the court and you know his, his, his right. mentorship. Uh, they felt that that 12th spot was was that was important enough to, to keep it for him. It, it, it will never. It, so he retired at age 42. We'll never see anything. Obviously, that was a unique circumstance to them. Good for them is right. Uh, he he was the fabric part of the fabric of Miami basketball uh, for for 20 over 20 years. And um, you know, I go back. I remember. You know, he was uh, when uh, they uh, well seeing him in the NCAA tournament at 2000. Well, that, that, right. That, Cues, right? Uh, he he played a great game as a freshman in a losing effort against M Michigan State in the 2000 finals, and and uh, um, you know, I, I, that's how far back it goes. With it. But uh, yeah, good for them. That's I think it's wonderful. So who was the next Celtic number to go up? Uh, it's a good one. Well, you know, we, we obviously we know eventually that you know we got we got guys now. We know that. Tatum oh, sure, is, we got guys. Yeah, now. but in the guy, but I don't think I don't think who's been left out. Uh, uh, you know, you the the standards they have. They said they they lowered. You know, they lowered the bar many years ago. Uh, you know, frankly, and as and uh, uh, kind of overdid it. And um, and and now they're stuck with if he's in, why not him? And 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 uh, I don't. I got put, one guy. I don't want to put anybody down. I, I got one guy. Go ahead. Because I have to make sure that I. I was very happy to see Max's number go up. Of it, finally, I think they should retire Ainge. Well, as a, as if a you, player and as a GM. Well, yeah. See, if you go as right, if you justify it on that basis easily, uh, it's a, it's a certain yes. The the, the combination. They should. They should. The combination of all. Uh, there's nobody yeah, because, else. Because look, here's the thing. You know, Ainge is a player. Two titles, correct? Eighty four, eighty six. Yeah, eighty four and eighty six. Yeah. Okay. So two titles, and when he came back to run the team, things changed. And I don't know if Garnett comes here. Like, I remember I was well, I was doing the Celtics pregame. I remember talking to Danny. And when they made the Ray Allen deal, you know, Danny said to me, he goes, I'm not done. Right? And they tried to get, get Garnett, you know, and Garnett had concerns about the team and the city and so forth. When the Ray Allen deal got done, Danny knew if I can get this done, that's another chip. And he stayed on Kevin, stayed on Kevin, stayed on Kevin. And I, remember, I think he was, he was telling Donnie Marshall, who's playing, you know, we're not done. We're still in the hunt, you know, and I don't know if they get Garnett without Danny Ainge. No, that's a very good point. People should remember that uh, two games, pivotal games in their history, that Danny Ainge played a vital part. And that was at 84, game seven. Danny Ainge gave him a spark in the second quarter. That that wasn't a great game, by the way. The right. series was great, but it didn't, but this game seven wasn't a great game. It was, you know, that, but Danny was, Comes came off the bench and gave him a big spark in that game. They needed it at that point. They weren't really going that great at that moment. And and then in the Jordan sixty three point game, Danny had twenty five points and and came on it. And and believe me, of all the people that guarded Michael, which includes everybody but the Spider, you know, the janitor, uh, that um, he guarded him the best that day. He, he at least neutralized him to a degree for for some minutes when he now. So just remember this great contribution. Uh, to, to those two. And quite frankly, I think that he had, who knew what was going to happen with Kyrie, right? I mean, who knew? Oh. And I, I think he takes heat for that unjustifiably. I thought it was the right move to make. I thought it was, well, I didn't see the risk at all. I oh, thought, we didn't, oh, you got to live with him to understand it, you know? And, 
And and uh, I mean, Kyrie, we we didn't we you know if you don't live with him, you don't understand. You don't know, right? And, right. I mean, because I will say this: he's one of the handful of gifted talents that ever played guard in the NBA. To this day, he's, you see what he's doing lately. He's on a big roll, averaging over thirty in the last. Five I know or six that's the and fresh. You know, he's got talent up the yes, and he 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 he's extraordinarily talented. He's a very complicated human being. I I, I won't you know that's as far as I'll go. That's it's, it's that is undeniable. He's a complicated human being. And, and uh, to, a, to a higher degree than many pe- other people. And and he's a handful to have on your roster and in your organization. But boy, when that game starts, or, so he can play. He can and play. You know, I so I thought that was, a, I, I still give Danny credit for making the move. Yeah. I just do. Oh, no, Danny. Uh, you know, yeah. I do. Uh, all right, Bob. Uh, FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Networks, bringing you Bob Ryan, Garrett Tagway here. NFL playoffs. What do you like, by the way? I'm rooting for the Lions. I'm for the Lions. Uh, oh, I'd love to root for the Lions uh, for sure. Uh, I, I'm, I, if I'm betting. If I were, if I were a betting man, if I choose to enjoy, indulge in it, uh, I, I like the Ravens. I do. Yeah, I uh, do too. I think the Niners got pulled themselves together in time to, to beat the Pat Packers. But it, I mean, clearly that the, this oncoming train is the lake is the Ravens. They, they, it's they all. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, boy, my, my wife asked me this morning, Chiefs or, uh, Chiefs or, um, Chiefs or Buffalo. And I said, you know what? I think I'm going to go with the Bills. But yeah. by the time you guys watch this, we'll know the answer. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, so the NFL playoffs underway. Get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. I'm going to try to get Bob to bet a dollar. Right now, <laughs> new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose. Bob Ryan, we'll talk to you next week. Hello.